everyone, Siobhan Chapman here, and welcome to Top of the Morning on the UBS Market Moves podcast channel. It's Friday morning, which means it's time for the weekend review and preview conversation, where my guests will recap how markets have performed over the past few sessions and preview what you can expect in the week ahead. Today's segment will primarily focus on the first reporting week for quarter three earnings and the beige book release. Joining us for the conversation, I'm glad to welcome back Danny Kessler, Asset Allocation Strategist with the UBS Chief Investment Office. Danny, welcome. We're happy to have you. Hi, Siobhan. Thanks for having me on. Perfect, Danny. So let's get started. Let's begin with quarter three earnings as we've made it through the first reporting week. How have results been coming in relative to your expectations? Yeah, uh, indeed. Happy earnings season, Siobhan. Uh, So 86 companies in the S&P 500 have reported so far, or about 20% of the market cap. Uh, Consumer staples and financials are the biggest sectors to have reported, having accounted for about 40% of each of their own sectors' market cap. Uh, So far, earnings reports have started okay, with 60% of companies beating on sales estimates and 70% beating on earnings estimates. Uh, Both of those are just below their historical averages. Net income growth has been flat, leaving room for improvement relative to CIO's forecast of 3 to 4% growth, but earnings in aggregate are beating by more than 5.5%. In the financial sector, investors remain unconvinced by positive earnings reports and likely fear the same worries they carried coming into earnings season, such as pressure from the recent surge in interest rates. Results in the consumer sectors have been mixed, with Procter & Gamble and Tesla the biggest names to have reported so far. We've also been receiving commentary from Fed officials, including from Chairman Powell on Thursday. What are some takeaways from that? Yeah, so Chair Powell spoke at an Economic Club of New York luncheon yesterday at noon. His rhetoric mirrored much of what he has said throughout this hiking cycle, which is that the Fed is committed to bringing inflation down sustainably to 2%. That said, Chair Powell also highlighted recent economic developments, as well as provided a high-level framework of how the Fed will approach monetary policy in the coming meetings. So Chair Powell began his press conference by touching on inflation. He seems to be cautiously content with the downward progress inflation has made, but he acknowledged that inflation remains too high and stated that a few months of good data are only the beginning of what it will take to build confidence that inflation is moving down sustainably toward our goal. From there, Chair Powell moved on to the labor market, indicating that it is cooling in a direction that is promising for the Fed's goals. The last economic data topic that Chair Powell discussed was growth. He acknowledged that growth has been surprisingly robust this year, but stated that forecasters believe gross domestic product will begin to cool in the last quarter of the year after another strong reading in the third quarter. Before his conclusion, Chair Powell reflected on what's happened so far this rate hiking cycle. He acknowledged that the FOMC has tightened policy substantially over the last 18 months, and he stated that policy is now restrictive. Uh, One comment worth noting is that Chair Powell said that financial conditions have tightened significantly in recent months, and longer-term bond yields have been an important driving factor in this tightening. So this makes it easier for the Fed to be patient in considering further rate hikes. Chair Powell then concluded the press conference by stating, we will make decisions about the extent of additional policy firming and how long policy will remain restrictive based on the totality of the incoming data, the evolving outlook, and the balance of risks. 
His comments appear overall dovish in, in the context of the broader economic and markets picture, but as he said, the FOMC will remain data dependent in their decision making as they have throughout this rate hiking cycle. So Danny, sticking with the Fed, we also received the beige book on Wednesday. Does anything stand out to you? Yeah, we did, Siobhan, and Chair Powell's moderately dovish tone seemed to match the findings from the Bayes book in, in the previous day. Uh, the report describes the economy as relatively healthy with modest growth, less tight labor markets, and slowing price increases. So here are a few select quotes from the Bayes book release. The near-term outlook for the economy was generally described as stable or having slightly weaker growth. Labor market tightness continued to ease across the nation. Most districts reported slight to moderate increases in overall employment, and firms were hiring less urgently. Wage growth remained modest to moderate in most districts. Prices continued to increase at a modest pace overall. Sales prices increased at a slower rate than input prices as businesses struggled to pass along cost pressures because consumers had grown more sensitive to prices. As a result, firms struggled to maintain desired profit margins. So with these comments um, and with recent strong economic data and the Fed, Atlanta Fed GDP now tracking estimate for the third quarter growth at a whopping 5.4%, uh, if, you, if you're looking at the economic data and that, that 5.4% number there, market participants would not be blamed for being nervous about the strength of the U.S. economy and the context uh, of the Fed's fight against inflation. But the Beige Book release yesterday suggests that there is not really an urgent need to raise rates further. Treasury yields have surged in recent weeks despite the Fed pausing their rate hikes, and the Fed will want to be cautious in their approach after raising rates at such an accelerated pace. Market pricing for the Fed funds rate sees little chance of a hike at the next meeting, but they are pricing in about a 50% chance of a hike by January. Thank you so much for that update, Danny. So as we come to the end of our conversation, I want to turn to next week. What will be taking place that investors should be mindful of? Well, there's plenty for investors to keep an eye on next week, uh, including another busy week of earnings with 40% of the S&P 500 by market cap set to report. So some of the big names that are reporting include 3M, Google, Coca-Cola, General Motors, Ford, Microsoft, Visa, Amazon, Intel, Honeywell, Chevron, ExxonMobil, and many more. So plenty of earnings reports for investors to keep an eye on. Uh, turning to economic data, uh, new home sales will be released on Wednesday. Thursday will bring the release of an estimate of third quarter GDP personal consumption, and jobless claims. And then to wrap up the week on Friday, personal consumption expenditure, the Fed's preferred metric of inflation, will be released, along with the University of Michigan sentiment and inflation readings. Danny, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me on, Trevon. A pleasure as always. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Danny. Again, today we have been joined by Danny Kessler, Asset Allocation Strategist for the UBS Chief Investment Office. And as a reminder to our listeners, Top of the Morning is a part of the UBS Market Moves podcast channel, which is available where podcasts are found, including on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Visit UBS.com forward slash studios to view the entire podcast offering, as well as the UBS training video series. From UBS Studios, I'm Siobhan Chapman, and thank you for joining us. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business 
service of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at UBS.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.